what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. It's been eight days since the Daytona TT. I'm still riding the high of seven days in a row of flat track. I got to stay in Florida this week for some downtime with some family and friends. This weekend I'll be at the Pensacola Motor Fest. Tomorrow night there's motorcycle races and on Sunday Bubba Blackwell's jumping his Harley Davidson. Our guests this week have deep roots in our sport and racing in their blood. In 2018 they'll be sponsoring two riders, but in the past they've helped several up and coming racers progress through their careers. They took time out of their busy schedule for a quick call with me before the start of the 2018 season. Let's get to know Dave and Rhonda Waters. Hello? Hello. Hey, Scotty. Hey, how are you guys doing? It's Dave and Rhonda. Is, is, do I got both of you on the phone? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. How, how lucky of a man am I to have both of you on the phone at the same time? That's pretty cool. Thanks for your time. Uh, what's been going on up there in New York? Well, we've had a lot of snow, Scotty, to be honest with you. Well, that's no fun. No, it isn't. Uh, we're really looking forward to getting down in the warmer weather and getting down into Georgia and Florida and twisting some laps on the bikes and seeing how everything works with our new riders. You sound more excited about the, about the season than any of the people we've had on the call so far. <laughs> She's just happy to get out of New York state for a while. That's what it is, Scotty. Don't let her kid you. Okay. Is that why you married Dave? So you can travel around the world and get to get out of the New York area and go to the racetrack. Not at all, but it's part of the perks. All right. So before we get into the the new team, I saw the announcement not too long ago. Let's uh, let's get into who Dave and Rhonda Waters are. So, Dave, I, I was looking at your Facebook, and there's a picture from uh, up in Canada. You're running number 180 back in the day, like 1984. So you're a flat tracker through and through. Oh yeah, I've been uh, I've been racing since about age um, nine, and um, raced up in Canada, raced uh, all around local Western New York. Uh, turned pro back in the early 80s for a little while, got got a little hurt, started a family, and sort of put it off on the side for a while. Um, actually did a little motocrossing in between, and um, just realized I really missed flat track. So um, I got back into it um, in my later days, you know, 40-ish, and um, I, I, I was actually a better senior rider than I ever was as a pro, and I actually ended up being... Uh, national number one plus 50 rider in 2012 um got the number one plate and i said well my racing days are over and, and a way to stay in it is to uh, help these young kids come up through and and own a team so uh that's uh that's what we're doing now me and Rhonda. that is awesome Rhonda, how did you meet dave i actually met dave through uh work i was at the time working at a dealership a general motors dealership and uh, Dave was our sublet body shop person, and uh, we noticed we had a lot of the same interests, I would say, and uh, that's how we actually got together. So, Rhonda, you were a race fan before you met Dave? Actually, I was a uh, racer. I had a stock car when I was younger. I raced for about seven years. Same thing, I raced at Lancaster Speedway, Perry Speedway, some of the local uh, um, places. Uh, I preferred dirt over the asphalt, so I stuck to dirt once I started racing it. 
1982, I was uh, the ladies' champion at Perry Speedway, and uh, I was too good, so they made me race with the guys, and I and I held my own. Let's put it that way. That is awesome. I I did not know that, Rhonda. I just know that you always have a smiley face when I walk through the pits, and always stop by and 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 talk to you guys. You're you're great people. So I did not know that you're a racer. Uh, that's my mistake for not ever asking, I guess. So it's good to, to know that. Um, so after you guys met, did you go on the road with Dave when he was racing or was that later? Well, when we first met, uh, we actually expanded our body shop. So we were pretty much tied up with that for the first three or four years we were together. Um, and after that, that's when he decided that he was getting bored with the motocross, I guess, and he wanted to start flat tracking again. One thing that really drew me into the sport of motorcycle racing was our local track, the Medina Crusaders TT track, and watching one of my favorite riders at the time was R.J. Overholt. R.J. was sponsored by Dave back in the day, and, uh, boy, I really fell in love with the sport watching that guy race. It was, it was quite phenomenal. And uh, we became members of the club. And from there, we just started traveling as a group with the club all over, went to Syracuse, um, many of the local races up in Canada. And I just, I just uh, said, wow, this sport is more than I ever thought it was. It was quite fascinating. It's pretty big. I mean, the sport and it's getting bigger. I think it's growing right now. I think we're in a good part of our sport right now is we're in the growth again. We're on TV. Uh, Everything seems to be going our direction and and it's going to be pretty cool to be a part of that. I think, don't you think Dave? Yeah, I think, you know, I've, I've seen it past um, days back in the late seventies and early eighties, where there was only one brand of racing and you know which one that was. And, um, it's good to see that there's five or six different brands out there. Now the TV package definitely helped. Um, at least us team owners have something we can go to sponsors with and show them that they they can have a return on their investment, uh, to invest in, you know, one of the most exciting sports out there. And, um, even some of the outside of the sports sponsors are starting to get into it because they can actually see their product advertised, um, on TV. So that, that really is huge. Uh, the crowds are showing, uh, up, bigger than I've seen in a lot of years. So it, it's, it's all to a plus. Um, the purses have increased and uh, it's amazing with racers. You increase money and you'll get more racers. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. So you guys were both racers and, and after you hung up racing Dave and, and uh, you and Rhonda got together, you, what made you want to start the waters auto body KTM race team? Well, actually like Rhonda uh, alluded to a little earlier, uh, R.J. Overholt uh, was a pro rider uh, a few years ago, and he, he also worked for me for several years. He was my uh, painter and shop manager. Um, and in 2004, we went down to Daytona to the short track back then, the old stadium, and we seen that uh, KTM had a V4 sitting out on their uh, their lot, I guess, and this was going to be their dirt track motor. And I was always the, the other guy. I was never a, really a Harley guy. Um, I rooted for Honda when they were back in the early 80s, and Ricky Graham was my guy, um, that type of situation. So I, I thought this other power plant would be a good a good uh, power plant to use, um, and they were going to go all ahead with this. In fact, Joe Kopp rode uh, stock KTM Adventure a few months after that for a Cycle News story. Um, unfortunately, the president of KTM USA at the time 
I'm, I'm pretty sure his name was Rod Bush. Uh, don't hold me to that, but he passed away and he was the dirt track lover at the time at KTM and the whole project sort of got shelved. So years went on and, um, Chris Carr was doing a little bit with KTM on their singles and they gave Chris one of the old KTM D twins to play around with. And KTM wasn't putting money, any money into Chris's pocket at that point with it. So basically Kenny Tolbert told me about the bike and I said, you know, I, I, I did look at that motor plant quite a few years ago and I thought it was good. And I actually ended up buying uh, my first uh, true dirt tracker KTM from Chris Carr and KTM North America. And that's basically how we got, got involved with it. Um, I'd also had a, a 990 Super Enduro or a 950 Super Enduro back then uh, from a local dealer, Bud Maddow in PA. And um, always thought it was a great plant. Um, dead stock, it had a ton of horsepower, and we campaigned them for quite a few years. So, so Dave, what's been the hardest part about running, you know, probably the only KTM out there. What's been the hardest part about doing that? Do you have to, you know, it's hard to get research and development, but uh, is it hard or can you handle all that? It's real hard. Um, when you have nobody to bounce things off of, um, just like any other uh, new project, whether it be car, boat, snowmobile, motorcycle, it's uh, when you're the only you know game in town, it's, it's tough to see what works, what doesn't work. Um, Chris gave me some, some pointers here and there. Um, uh, Joe Cobb did. Um, and we've had, we had limited success with it. Uh, the motor was more than powerful. I mean, 110, 115 horse stock. Um, the, the problem with, with that one was it's just so powerful. It's hard to hang on to. Um, we, we have four of them and they're a good mile. Mega mile was our dream track for that bike. Unfortunately, that, that track is gone. Um, and unfortunately next year, that motor, because of the CC displacement will be outlawed. So we're, we're starting to look ahead a little bit, and that's why we, we changed one of our twin displacements to a, a Yamaha at this time. Okay. So will you be riding the Yamaha? Before we get into 2018, is Wyatt going to be riding the Yamaha more than the KTM? I would say yes. Um, the, 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 the problem well, with the new rules is, you know, Scotty, um, they, they have to be the same brand when you have your backup bike. So – the the Yamaha at this point will be the easier to ride bike, and we have some really good engine development people um, that are helping us out. Ronnie Jewell from RLJ Racing has done a ton of time. Newman uh, uh, Brian Newman has helped us uh, along with Dino Tech. So I, I think overall, since we can only bring one brand, um, it'll probably be more the Yamaha than the KTM. Uh, KTM okay. did help us a little bit in the which we love, but. Uh, management changed in their thought process. Um, long story, their story uh, changed also. So Rhonda, you had Wyatt Anderson riding your bikes in 2017, seventh in the point standings. He made 12 main events. Is that a, a good season in your mind? It certainly was. And it was completely unexpected. We went down to Daytona last year with Wyatt for a one race only deal. See how it works. He had sent us a couple of resumes a few years in a row. We really didn't know him because he is from the West Coast, Washington State. And uh, we said, well, you know what? Let's give this kid a chance. He really wants to ride. He sounds like he could use the opportunity. And we were blown away when we got down there after he uh, almost won the darn thing. Yeah, I, th I thought that was pretty cool. You know, second at, at a Grand National for sure has got to be a feather in your cap. 
Um, Dave, was it successful for you in your mind? Yeah, uh, it, the way Rhonda put it is, is really the truth. I didn't know what Wyatt really looked like till I met him in the hotel before Daytona. <laughs> That's how I met him, and um, it, it turned out really good. We were really amazed at how well he took to a bike that he'd only rode at uh, Savannah and Volusia once at each track. And um, very good personality, uh, very nice family. He's really good at uh, input. Uh, he comes in, tells us what the bike's doing, good or bad, and takes suggestions very well. Um, is not afraid to get dirty to work. Um, that type of so when he comes off the track, Dave, can you guys just are you, are you working together real well? You guys can. It sounds like you communicate real well. You make the same changes and and everything work. It's gelling pretty well, right? Oh yeah, very well. Let's talk about Char Charlotte a little bit. I know Charlotte was kind of a, a, a bad subject, but I want to bring it out in the open. Uh, I did talk to Michael Locke on a previous show, and we were talking about how you stall the bike on the line. You, if, you, you don't, if it doesn't kick start right away, they move you off the track. I thought that was a little discouraging. I thought, you know, Wyatt handled it very well. Uh, I would have blown up. I would have not been very happy about it myself as a former rider, but uh, was that a turning point in the season? Do you take that with a grain of salt? I mean, what do you think, Rhonda? I really think that that was the turning point of our season. Up until then, I really felt that we could run for the championship and losing the points that day really put, you know, put our plans to bed. It kind of made the decision for us to not worry about trying to make all the rounds because we are a small team and finances is definitely a big issue for us. So, uh, you know, that was it. That really, that really hurt that stung. Yeah. That, that'd be a hard pill to swallow. I know he's running good that day. And, and you know, just when the bike stalls in line, sometimes that happens. And it's just, if it doesn't refire, those four fifties are hard to start. If you don't have a starter out there, uh, I, I just, I felt horrible for you guys. Uh, but you, you went on to a second in New York, a third in Pennsylvania, and you made 12 main events. So, like you talked, both of you talked a minute ago, I think that was a very successful season. Um, is that what brought on moving him to a twin for 2018? Well, we had, we had talked um, with Wyatt and wanted to see what he wanted to do this year. And he always wanted to ride twins anyways. Um, and we had some negotiations with some OEMs that were, were actually looking pretty good. Um, things didn't pan out. If, if the OEM thing had come through, why it would have been on a single this year, uh, but it didn't, and it would have been in, involved finances and that. So um, we, he, he said, if, if it, you know, if, if I can't do um, with an OEM, I'd like to go for rookie of the year, possibly in the twins class. So that's when we decided to, to buy the, the Yamahas along with our KTMs and um, go in that direction. So that was the big announcement that came out uh, about two weeks ago. And then also, I know, Rhonda, you had a big part in picking up Sandriana Shipman. They call her Hurricane. Um, how did the, that negotiation start, and how did you guys get hooked up together, Rhonda? Well, actually, last year at Charlotte, we pitted next to Sandriana. Also, a good friend of Dave's and, and mine um, had reached out to us earlier in the year asking if we had something going on with our twins, or I'm, I'm sorry, the singles. Um, and he had mentioned that Sandriana was looking for some help. Well, I had 
talked to her a little bit at Charlotte and spoke to her father about her situation. And I was blown away at the fact that here was this young lady that never, you know, had been on the pro circuit. She was driving herself around in her pickup truck with an open garden trailer with her bikes on it, sleeping in her truck. I, I just thought to myself, what dedication. I mean, this girl really wants to race. How can you not reach out to somebody like that? If I'd had my way, we would have been probably hooked up with her before the end of last year. But, you know, it was just one of those things where earlier this year, she was still looking for something to happen. And I was on board. I I really wanted to give her a hand. Kind of reminds me of when I was that age, trying to get to the track and pay for gas and tires. And I've been there. I know how I know what it's like. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough road to to you know to hoe they say, but you know I saw her uh, the first few times I saw her at Springfield once, and she was on an old, air cooled like CR two fifty, and then she showed up in Henry Illinois, and like you said, she was barefoot, she's by herself, you know, with just the trailer and and an old Honda, and she flat out whooped the boys, and and I was like, where did this girl come from? So I'm glad, I'm glad she's getting a, a chance to showcase her talent on some good motorcycles. So I'm looking forward to watching her in 2018. We are too. I was, uh, she is a local rider per se. She does ride at one of the Singleton tracks and a few of the other tracks in the area. And they're about five hours away from us. I had seen her when we'd been there, but I didn't realize she was younger. And, uh, she did come out of nowhere kind of. And I was like, wow, I am so excited to help her out. I think she is, she is a talent that's just waiting to come out. Yeah, she 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 won the one moto show up in Portland, you know, a couple of weeks ago or maybe about a month ago. Um, you guys, did you get to go to that, or were you staying at home working on the bikes for for this year? Oh no, yeah, we were we were home working on the bikes, and as you know, Scotty, we own a collision facility, and uh, winter is our busy time. So between our business and uh, the bikes, that pretty much took the time. I got you. So did Wyatt help her out a, a little bit out there? Yeah, they met each other for the first time. Um, it was it was good that they got to meet each other on their terms and not with us all together. They kind of got to feel each other out without having a lot of pressure and a lot of eyes on them. So it was sure. actually really great that they raced out there. And, you know, really looking forward to seeing what both of them can do this year. Um, Wyatt is I think why it's another talent that has not yet been met to his fullest level. Um, I think he's going to do great things and I'm so happy that we are able to help some of the young up and coming riders um, live out their dreams and hopefully things will fall into place that we can make the whole season. Yeah. I think that's what it's all about is helping, helping the riders coming up through the ranks. And, and you guys are, have certainly done that. I've, I was looking at a list of riders that you guys have sponsored before in the past or, or have sat on your, your, your bikes and twisted throttles. I mean, Steve Murray, Don Taylor, Robbie Pearson, Justin Jones, Ryan Wells, Johnny Lewis, uh, Jeremy Higgins, Mikey LaBelle, Chad Coase, RJ Overholt. And those are just some of the ones that I can think of. I'm, I'm sure there's a few more, but you've helped a lot of people out coming through the ranks. Well, thanks. We try. Um, most of those riders are local kids that race here, um, that have raced here. Um, we are very proud and fortunate that we can help the younger riders 
make it to the next level. That is awesome. Dave, uh, you've been the mechanic most of the time. Uh, now you're gonna have two riders, one in each class. Do you have a mechanic for each rider? Are you, are you pulling double duty? Uh, right now, um, our deal with, uh, Sandriana and why right now is Daytona and Atlanta. Uh, we'll go from there. We do have, uh, people down in Daytona and for Atlanta, um, to help me with the, the pit uh, chores mechanics. Um, also my brother-in-law, Robin, he's our driver, uh, slash, um, helper in the pit. So, uh, right now for these two races, we got it covered. Um, after that, um, it is tough. It's one guy can do one rider. No problem. It's tough for uh, two riders and four bikes. So, um, we'll definitely, if, if we get financing and we can keep going uh, forward, we'll definitely be looking for some help. We have a couple of local people that are excellent, excellent mechanics that we're hoping they can come on board. Of course they have day jobs too. So it's a lot of logistics that have to be worked out. Do you have uh, realistic goals for both of these riders? For Daytona, truthfully, um, if we make both mains in Daytona, it'll be a good weekend for us. We're real realistic. Um, I know Shayna struggled at TTs and that, and Shayna's a very strong, good rider, great rider. And Sandriana is Sandriana is a very good rider too. And I think that she, she she'll struggle. She even told us that she goes, you know, the TT will not be her strong point. And we get that, we know. And she said that's why we wanted to do Atlanta. Um, if so, if we make uh, both mains um, in Daytona would be really good. Uh, why it is a good T tier, but I think there's 212 Indians he'll be up against this year. So um, <laughs> we'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would agree with that for sure. So I got some some kind of rapid fire questions for for each of you because we usually just have one person on at a time. But uh, these are questions that I want to know about you guys. And now that I found out Rhonda's a, a racer too. Uh, Ron, I want you to go first. Do you have a favorite racetrack? It could be one that you race or one that we go to, or maybe even your home track. Actually, I would have to say my favorite track is our local track, the Medina Crusaders TT track. Uh, Not not only because it's a great track prep, it's really cushiony. I think a lot of the riders, when they come, enjoy it, and it's – it's a, it's just a good, fun family atmosphere, and uh, it, it's definitely one of my favorites. Right on. Dave, do you have a favorite track? I mean, we uh, we found out you used, used to race a little flat track and some motocross. You you got one that comes to mind? For obvious reasons, I have to say our local track because I was uh, uh, vice president there. But as far as pro tracks, other than the Syracuse Mile, because that's where I grew up watching, um, Virginia Mega Mile. Uh, our KTMs did the best there. Johnny Lewis. Uh, second fast time one is he second dash for cash um i really think we could have put it on the podium that week or that day if we didn't um if we didn't blow a clutch that's cool you got any uh, interesting stories from from any of these riders that have rode for you over the years oh yes well Murray, <laughs> we can tell you something it could air <laughs> right yeah oh Murray. we've got stories <laughs> Let's you know let's Steve hear. Murray. Oh yeah, Murray's funny. I I miss Steve Murray at the races more more so because of of being able to laugh at him, but also because uh, Ron would always make me something to eat in the pit area every time I saw him. He'd hand me a walk and taco or something. So uh, they're good people for sure. I miss uh, miss Ron and Sue and and also Steve. But uh, how about w- one of your favorite stories, Rhonda, of, from one of the riders that that rode for you guys? 
Does it have to be racing related? No, it can be totally away from the racetrack. It can be whatever. Just, just let, let's involve one of the riders though. How's that? Oh yeah. Well, one day Ryan Wells was here working on his motorcycle and he's probably going to be really mad at me after I tell this story. Perfect. But him and one of, yeah, one of his buddies was here and they were changing tires and gear and whatnot for, I believe it was for a local race that was coming up. And uh, Dave wasn't here. I had just come in and Ryan was, you know, twisting the wrenches on the bike, which is always a little scary sometimes. He takes off down the road. And uh, fortunately, he did have some of his equipment on. The front wheel came off the motorcycle. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yes. Yeah. He ended up going down the road doing a wheelie until he couldn't hold it any longer and ended up sliding through some of the neighbor's yards. And fortunately he missed everything in his path. And one of the neighbor guys actually saw him do it and said, wow, dude, that was great. I'm so glad you didn't get hurt. (laughs) And And brought him back here with the bike. And it's something that his father didn't know about that one for a long time. Wow, I, uh, that has to be the best story we've got so far on the, off the group for sure. Dave, uh, do you want to try to top that? <laughs> I don't know if you top it. I remember that day too, but uh, <laughs> probably the one I'm thinking of, uh, Jeremy Higgins and Chad Coast rode for us. And as you know, Chad lives with his phone no matter where he is. Oh, yeah. And we were loading up one day. I think we were in Maryland maybe. And um, he couldn't find his phone, couldn't find his phone. And he called it. <clears throat> And it was locked in the back of our big truck. We had four twins and gear, and it was buried in the back of the, the toolbox. And he's like, well, what am I going to do? I go, if you want it, you got to go back and get it. And he jumped over everything like a spider monkey to get that phone. He didn't care. He was getting that phone no matter what. That, that's uh, that's kind of hardcore right there. I guess he really wanted to send something to his girlfriend, Jennifer, I guess. Oh, yeah. Man, so uh, have you listened to any of the other episodes of Off the Groove? And, and if so, what do you think so far? I'm very impressed. I, um, I heard the one with Mikey Rush in that. Um, it's good to have an insight and everything. And um, a lot of people don't know the backstories in that. You know, um, a lot of people in the stands might think that we're all independently wealthy and uh, this is what we do because we have money to burn and that. And I'll tell you, 90% of the riders are, you know, work all week to race on the weekend type guys. And, and women and um it's it's you definitely have to love the sport and this gives the the behind the scenes which to me a lot of times is the most important because you really see what the people are made of and where they come from yeah you get to know their personalities you know. and, and yeah thanks thanks Rhonda. you get to know a little bit more about these riders and and that's what i want to do you know uh most of the time we only get to interview the the front three guys in the main event so uh i want to know more about everybody so um, here's, here's one of my fun questions that I ask everybody. So I'm going to ask Rhonda first, if you were put oh in boy. charge of, yep. If you're put in charge of AFT for one day, what would be the first thing you would change? Well, I probably would allow them to tech two different manufacturing bikes. Um, not just, uh, Yamaha, Yamaha, KTM, KTM, Indian, Indian, I really think that that rule right there has cut down the paddock a lot because for someone to travel across the country and only be able to take one of their bikes when so many of the riders have 
two different manufacturers for different uses. I really think that that has hurt the paddock. And I know that a lot of the riders, you know, it's just too far to go with one bike and not be able to use a backup bike. Great answer. Great answer. Dave, uh, same question for you. If you were put in charge, what would you change? First thing. Um, I don't know if I could change it so much, but I would definitely, the, the contingencies. I know we're over $2 million now, which is great. I mean, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> but a lot of the contingencies, once again, are top five, top ten, um, with all the big money being put on top. And nothing against guys like Jared and, and Brian and them, because obviously they deserve it because they're great champions. But, you know, the ones who could really use the help are the guys that are 15th, 12th, 10th. Um, if the contingencies for, you know, brand X motorcycle was if you're an AFT rider, um, we'll give you $1,000 off of one of our brand new bikes or something to that effect. That way like it's spread out. A, and that way, no matter if you're first or 42nd, you've seen some of that contingency and you feel like you're a somebody. That's awesome. I, I, I you know, I, I like how the, the, the purse could be structured a little bit better too, to, to pay more. I, I like what you're, I like the direction you're going on that day. That's a good one. Um, I want to thank both of you for your time. I know you guys are packed up and ready to head on to the next race. And I can't wait to see you guys soon. And I wish you guys luck with your, with your two riders. Thanks so much for your time. And, and, uh, Rhonda, do you want to say thanks to anybody that's helped you guys out along the way? I certainly do. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank Waters Auto Body and our wonderful staff. They allow us to get away for weeks on end and uh, fill in and make sure the ship is running. And uh, really appreciate all their help and support. Don at D&D Power Sports. We'd also like to thank Ron at RLJ Racing for his great engines that he provides us. Brian and Brandon Newman for all the help with the engine program and in the pits. Got to thank the boys at Performance Electronic, Brian, Jared, and Mike. They are great when it comes to setting up a bike to run. Spectro Performance Oils, Evans Waterless Coolant, Full Spectrum Batteries, of course, Tom at Saddleman, our great sponsors at Motion Pro, K&N Filters, Vortex, RK Racing Chains, the wonderful ladies at Web Camshaft, Weissville Pistons, Recluse Clutches, Gary and Kelly at Light Shoe. Uh, also, I'd like to say a special thank you to some new sponsors that we just brought on board. Uh, Michael Marsh, Ride the Big Sky, the race program out in Montana. Thank you. Fusion Racewear for some new uh, good-looking pit shirts that we got coming. Also, uh, some personal thank yous. Steve Fortunato, who we call the Salt in the Shine. Does a great job keeping everything looking great. My uh, brother Robin Mooney and longtime friend Pete DeSantis. Also for uh, the uh, support in the years gone past, Brad and Zid Hagee. Also Wayne Hughes. Of course, Wyatt and Rachel Sandriana and their families. Got to thank our family as well for allowing us all the time away from home. Um, the friends in our community for their continued support. Our wonderful neighbors for putting up with all the noise and the motorcycles at all times of the days and nights. And uh, that should pretty much do it. And we really, really thank you for the interview and a, an opportunity to speak. If you would like to keep pace with Waters Auto Body Racing, you can follow us on social media, Waters Auto Body Racing, Waters Flat Track on Instagram and Twitter.
you, you can definitely tell you used to be a racer because you nailed all those pretty much perfect. Dave and Rhonda, thank you so much for your time, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you at the racetrack. Thank you, Scotty. Thanks. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Scotty. We'll see you down there. Another great flat track story. Looking forward to seeing how White and Sandy Rhonda do down in Atlanta.